0: Welcome to the Dreaming Bigger Podcast, a show brought to you by The Fox Magazine. Each month, we bring you the stories of dream chasers out there making it happen. We sit down with entrepreneurs, artists, and innovators from the worlds of photography, food, music, and more to discuss how they get it done while inspiring you to do the same. Yeah, so it was really cute to see on their Instagram, like, that's the roaster that I always work at whenever I'm in Boise. So it was really fun to be like, ah, oh, now I can eat their coffee shipped to me from Misto Box. How great. <laughs>
1: yeah, during this quarantine, it's been, I think, uh, a really nice experience for people to be able to kind of, you know, from the comfort of your home, air quote, travel to other roasters and cafes and places you can't go or maybe you haven't lived there, but be able to get a little taste of, you know, wherever your Misto Box is from.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Dreaming Bigger podcast. I'm Juliette Lynn, and in this episode, we're sitting down with Rhiannon Cook, the head of growth at Misto Box, and Kayla Harris, the senior communications associate at Ballotpedia. We'll talk to these two about the Ballotpedia Coffee Club offered through Misto Box, and why they were both excited to help coffee drinkers stay politically engaged throughout the election cycle and beyond. Hi, ladies. So excited to have you both on the show and talking about the partnership that you two have formed together with the companies that you're at. Rhiannon, you work as the head of growth at Mistobox, and Kayla, you work as the senior communications associate at Bellopedia. And your two companies just announced a partnership together that I'm excited to dive more into. But first, I'd love to hear a little bit more about each of you as individuals and how you came to the companies that you're at. So Rhiannon, if you want to start off and talk about how you got to Miss Stobach's Sure, absolutely.
1: Thanks for having us. I have been with MistoBox going on; um, it'll be two years in September. um, And I came to them specifically because I was looking for an opportunity to work remotely. I was previously working um, at an advertising agency and have worked in marketing pretty much my whole career. Um, So I was looking for a new opportunity, and MistoBox because we are a startup that is founded by millennials. We have been a fully distributed team. or I'd say 90% of the time that the company has been active. So it was kind of an easy choice for me to get on board with them, help them grow because I'm very passionate about coffee and kind of love the culture and the freedom that it gives me.
2: I love that. And
0: Kayla, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about how you got to Ballotpedia. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's, it's funny, my, my story is pretty similar to Ree's, where I was working in academic research, kind of stuck at a in an office every day, and I was working with students, which I loved, but at the same time I wanted to move to a bigger city and I was looking for a remote opportunity. And I ended up hearing about Ballotpedia because I had used them before in my academic research. I found out they were hiring, I um, actually applied for my then boss's job, which I didn't get because I didn't have a PhD, it was not qualified for, but they were kind enough to bring me on for another position a few months later. And yeah, same as Ree. I really wanted to work somewhere remotely. I love the flexibility that remote work offers. And it's been really lovely to be a company or a nonprofit, I guess, that has started so small and grown so much.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful. And especially during these times, it's really nice to be able to have a job where you're able to both work remotely. And it sounds like you both really enjoy what you're doing. So I appreciate you both sharing a little bit about that. And now I'm excited to dive into learning more about the Ballotpedia Coffee Club that you've both been a part of in launching uh, this partnership between Ballotpedia and Mistobox. So I would love to hear about sort of how the idea got started and really what the intention is with this coffee club. Either of you feel free to take it away.
1: Sure. I'll jump in and then kind of pass it off to Kayla, because I just feel like we had initially met while traveling both of us were able to work remotely and had location independence. So we traveled together for about a year in 2018. And if anybody recalls, 2018 was you know, kind of a tumultuous time, as is 2020 and <laughs> 2016 and kind of a lot of the past half a decade. So it's interesting because both of us have been abroad when we were kind of concepting this. So we were seeing news coverage from an international perspective. We were seeing some U.S. news coverage and we were seeing a lot of what was going on in social media. And I think that something that I noticed is that news coverage... The news is now covering really nuanced, complex, systemic issues, especially when it comes to politics. And uh, the coverage tends to be, no matter what news source you're looking at, and regardless of the air quote, factuality of the news outlet, all of them are covering things in very broad terms and kind of generalizations. I've noticed, and you know, kind of when Kayla came to me with this idea. I was having the feeling that news kind of tells people what happened and what might happen, but it doesn't really tell individuals what they can specifically do to affect change. So I feel like there was just kind of a gap. And then traveling with Kayla, I kind of learned more about what Ballotpedia does and the way in which they want to empower people by just making people have more access to what's going on in the parts of politics that they can affect.
0: Yeah, Ree and I were, I mean, launching off that. Thanks, Ree, for talking so kindly about Ballotpedia. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ree and I were traveling together. We got to know each other pretty well over the course of a year. And you definitely see news from a different perspective and you see politics. And there's just like a, a different vision and perspective that can come when you're able to like put a little bit of physical distance between you and the events happening. And it's um, been a goal at Ballotpedia, something we every election season, which is every year for us. There are elections more than just 2020, more than every four years. We're always trying to find new ways to reach readers. We want to make sure that Everyone feels empowered to vote and feels like they go to the voting booth knowing who their candidates are, knowing why they're selecting the candidates that they, they are choosing to vote for, and trying to make that process a little bit easier. So really similar to what Reese says, it feels like politics has gotten kind of scary and daunting to people. And in many instances, like the news doesn't help with that. Um, and it's all it can be a little bit more about headlines Than about empowerment. And so we are always looking for partnerships and ways to get information in front of people that makes it a little less scary and more empowering and hopefully makes people feel a little bit more certain about the decisions that they're making.
1: That theme of empowerment and accessibility is really kind of what was so in line with the Misto Box brand and what we do, because we are a coffee subscription service that, I mean, our aim and our mission is to make specialty coffee more accessible to people. And that's really important because, you know, coffee is something that a lot of people consume and it powers a lot of people's days. So I just felt like there was a natural alignment between, you know, what we do and what Ballapedia and Kayla does. And I just kind of, we just kind of thought that it makes a lot of sense that if you're going to sit down and you're going to think and you're actually going to take the time to figure out what a caucus is, <laughs> like you have reliable information that's nonpartisan and you sit down with a great cup of coffee <laughs> to digest it. And it takes 10 minutes and it makes you feel so much more engaged in the political process.
2: Definitely. And especially as a consumer, you know, that idea of getting your like coffee subscription box in the mail. There's so much excitement that comes with that. And then also along with that, receiving that sort of nonpartisan political information to sort of get you up to date on what's going on. And I think especially in this climate, we're realizing that all of us, you know, can be a lot more informed and there are a lot more ways to get involved besides just sort of our general elections. And so it seems like a great time to sort of get people more involved and for people that I guess, are fans of Miso Box and aren't necessarily as politically engaged. What would you say, Kayla, I guess that makes Ballotpedia really accessible and especially like that aspect of, of bringing in nonpartisan political information? Because I think a lot of people get scared to approach politics because they don't want to go down the rabbit hole of, okay, well, I'm just going to get this very specific agenda or this specific perspective and I won't be able to really determine like how to come to my own decision. So can you talk a little bit about sort of Ballotpedia's approach and and what makes it reliable and accessible as
0: well? Yeah, certainly. So Ballotpedia, one of our premier tools that we offer that is usually how people come to us is our sample ballot lookup tool. And so we have a page on our site and we now have an app as well, which is very cool. We've been working on that for a while and people have been asking for it for many years, but people put in their address and then we show them every election on their ballot, every candidate that's on the ballot, from the 100 largest cities on up. We hope to one day cover every single election in the United States, but that's difficult. There are, I think, over 500,000. No one actually even knows how many elected offices there are in the United States. We've tried to find the answer to that and can't, and no one knows, but it's still our goal to be able to provide people that information one day. And it's especially important for us to do it in an encyclopedic manner, where people feel confident that they're just getting the facts because they come and they see a profile about the person We have a candidate survey that's gotten really popular, especially this year, where we try to ask questions that are both policy oriented, that are not those, quote you know, air quote, gotcha questions where candidates feel like they're being backed into a corner when they answer it. But then we also have more casual questions like, what was the last song that got stuck in your head? And just different, different tools to let people get to know their candidates and how they differentiate from one another and get to see them side by side as opposed to just getting a certain view or only getting to see certain candidates. For example, the main party candidates while third party candidates aren't given as much space.
1: And what I've enjoyed and, you know, something that Kayla and I kind of talked about a lot when we were concepting this is Ballotpedia has very, very strong roots in covering nonpartisan coverage of who's on the ballot. And their position policy. But something we wanted to cover that's more general, but still applies to every single American is educating people on how an election works, and what are all the steps leading up to it. So with the Ballotpedia Coffee Club, every month, we focused on a, highlighting a different topic and deep diving into it. And it's a topic that's like relevant to what's going on there. So this month, we or last month, we were talking about special elections, people were hearing a lot about special elections. And most, people don't really know what that is i'll be honest until i worked on this project with kayla i thought a special election just meant wow that's maybe there's a party i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) or you know uh our, our month where we talked about primary elections, and we really broke it down to, you know, learn about the different types of primary elections that each state has. And why do primaries happen in the order that they happen in? And who can participate? And I mean, it's just, it's a lot of things that I think that when you hear the media talking about primary elections, or caucuses, or special elections, there's a lot of assumptions that we know what those are, and how they work. And the truth is, maybe people had better public school education than I did. But I was never taught that. (laughs) And so we're trying to, you know, use caffeine to power that and and make it so that people understand, okay, so my state has this kind of primary election, which means that, you know, this is when we need to vote by and this is who's allowed to to participate and hopefully help people feel like if, if you know what a primary election is, you're more likely to participate in it.
2: Mm, yeah, and it seems like at the core, you know, this is about educating people and really just giving them the information that they may have not received in the past. And I really appreciate you re being so honest and being up front and saying, I, I didn't know about certain topics. And I think that's the same for a, a lot of the general population, but we don't always feel comfortable or brave enough to, to say that and really be able to start to do the work to understand these things. So I think the great thing about this partnership is that it makes it really approachable and really exciting as well. And I know a lot of times, people look at companies and say, you know, like, you're really good at doing this, like Misto Box is really good at doing coffee. And like, you know, we don't necessarily want politics from you, or we don't necessarily think like people don't necessarily want that in their life or through their coffee subscription, but as you guys talk about it, it's about education and it makes so much sense, but was there, you know, some tension or anything that you guys felt you had to be concerned about or anything when you were introducing this coffee club to people or even bringing it about, you know, internally, were those tough conversations to have, or did it just seem like a natural fit for both sides?
1: I say, I would say from a brand perspective, it felt very naturally aligned if we looked at what both of our organizations Organizations are about. It's about accessibility and it's about empowerment. We do that for specialty coffee and Ballotpedia does that for politics. So from there, it was a very natural fit. But whenever, yes, you get a company involved and even using the word politics, it can be something that alienates people regardless of where they sit on a political spectrum. So we wanted to make it very clear that with this partnership and the reason Ballotpedia was perfect for this is because it is nonpartisan. And that's a very hard thing to come by. And um, we've even kind of taken it a step further where, you know, as part of the Ballotpedia Coffee Club, we're not getting into the specifics of you know, these are the candidates or anything like that. We're keeping it very general of like saying this is what the election is and this is how you can participate. And then Ballotpedia has all of the resources that a coffee club user could use if they wanted to educate themselves on the candidate. But they're absolutely not telling anybody how to vote. We're just trying to educate people to ensure that they feel more empowered to participate in whatever capacity they want to participate in.
0: Yeah, on the on the ballotpedia end, we were so excited to find other partners and other ways of getting our information out to users who might not normally come to our site, to readers, to potential voters. And so we were really excited about the idea. I mean, I was, I was very excited when Re was on board and that she was willing to go to bat at her company and to try to get this this partnership moving forward. And it's been, it's a cool product to get to talk about. It's really wonderful to know that there are people out there who might not have, you know, who might not have otherwise spent the time doing a school of rock kind of style uh, informative morning where they learn what a caucus is and a primary is and. And making sure that they're prepared so that they can go and vote and be part of the electoral process. I love the School of Rock approach. We should add that to the branding stat. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. We need a theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's so
2: funny. Yeah, I think that's a really important conversation to have, especially now um you know people and companies and brands are aware that it is important to be more involved and really understand that we all have a voice and we all have power and we are more empowered when we get educated and even though it might be tricky sometimes to navigate At the end of the day, it is better to be educated and get involved. So how has the response been so far to the launch of this new coffee club from either, you know, your existing consumer base or any new people that have been really excited about this partnership? Well, I think something
1: that we've kind of seen is that we launched this, I think, back in March and there's been a lot going on this year so we haven't been able to and we've really wanted to be to focus on not pulling focus from serious uh, from really important issues and you know political education absolutely is an important thing that's going on and that needs to happen but with the advent of COVID and everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement we have really not wanted to take up more space and draw away from those issues so it's why we're talking about it now we think that this is a natural tie-in to you know kind of the outcome of a lot of these things has been that we need more engagement in our political system so we can affect change. Whatever change you want to make, you need to be educated about how the system works. So we feel now this is a really great time to be talking about this product and it will be something that lives on up until November and hopefully beyond. But so far from you know people who have signed up for the coffee club, we have heard really good things. We, people are getting great coffee. They're supporting global roasters. And, you know, it is information that's easy to digest.
0: Yeah, I have a a friend who signed up for the coffee club. And it's so cute because every time she gets her new (laughs) coffee in the mail, she sends me a photo. Well, she tells me when she gets the email saying that it's ready to ship. And then she'll like text me when it comes and send me a photo and like tell me how Mm -hmm. the coffee is. And that's been really fun. And then she'll give me feedback on like, oh, wow, I learned this about special elections. Like who knew? And that's been a really fun way to get to engage, engage with a friend. But yeah, um, exactly what Reese said now I I live in in Salt Lake and there's been a lot of people invested in like last night, I listened to the Salt Lake City Council's budget meeting and they were talking about how the previous few budget meetings went on until past midnight, started at 7pm and went until midnight because so many people were calling in and commenting and taking an interest when I don't think that was happening last year when Salt Lake City passed its budget. And so now is a really great time for ballot P to be an asset to people to explain how the city council works, how their city council members are elected. You know how how do they vote in the primary elections? Do they need an ID? These kind of questions that are really important, and people need to know to be engaged.
2: Yeah, and that's really sweet that you're able to have sort of that personal experience of your friend sharing every step of the way of her being excited to get her coffee and get the subscription. I think it's nice to be able to see sort of the tangible effects. That it does have on people and that it does have on sort of Mm -hmm. an individual and local and personal level. And I know that you mentioned last month, it was special elections. Are you able to sort of talk about, you know, how you come up with every month, which topic you want to cover, and how you really decide what information is, is really important from from both ends?
0: Yeah, at the beginning of the project, when we were originally coming up with the idea and pitching it internally to our respective companies, we came up with a list of topics. And then that has definitely changed as the political climate has changed. So for example, last month, the topic was not supposed to be special elections, but there was a special election in California that was getting a lot of national attention. And we noticed a lot of people talking about it and dropping the term special election without defining what it really is or why the election was happening. Because it's- I didn't know what a special election was. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to learn. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's exactly what Rhys said to me. So we do have a list of topics that we brainstormed together that we thought would be really helpful for people to learn about, often the things that people email in and ask us about. But then we've also tried to tie those into the schedule. So, for example, we've talked about doing one about the conventions and how conventions work when we come to that time in the calendar year. We're going to do voter registration reminders closer to the voter registration deadlines across the United States and talking about voter ID whether people need one or not. So people are prepared when they go to the polls, kind of making sure that we sync up and give people the necessary information in a timeline that makes sense. Kayla
1: was really great in coming up with a whole list of terms that I had no idea what they were. Um, So direct democracy, redistricting, federal courts. I mean, you know, we, I think a lot of us, especially, you know, (laughs) I'm pretty decently educated uh, and, and paid attention to what was being taught in kind of civics classes. But so we have a general idea of what these things are, but we don't actually know how they work and how they operate. So the idea is to, you know, if we were to sit down and try to educate somebody with this all in one big chunk, you wouldn't even know where to start. So we want to give you relevant information when it's pertinent. And we want to give you like a little shot of caffeine to go with it
2: <laughs> to kind of get it into the
1: long-term memory.
2: Yeah, definitely. It seems really beautiful to have that sort of your two perspectives <laughs> of someone that's really involved and has all of the language and all of the knowledge. And then someone who is you know pretty well aware, but is still sort of like the general population, maybe a little bit lost as to how it applies to them or how they can use that knowledge. And I think it's important, I think, to maintain that accessibility for everyone. So that's great to hear a little bit about how you two were able to work on that. Kayla, were you going to add something um, else?
0: I was, but I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. No worries. Yeah. I guess I'm um, to talk a little bit more about MistoBox and how it works. Um, I know that everyone can fill out a form on what type of coffee they want, and then they get their own specialty coffee every month. Is that about right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, it's pretty simple.
1: We are a specialty coffee subscription service. So we work with currently, I think, 56 of some of the best small batch specialty roasters in the country from all over. And you come to mistobox.com you fill out our quiz flow that asks some questions on how you take your coffee, what you like about coffee, what you don't. Uh, And then you tell us a little bit about how often you drink it and everything like that. And then we have coffee curators that pick out coffee for you. And so every week, two weeks, three weeks, every month, every up to 45 days, we can send you a coffee from a roaster that's not near you that was picked up just based on your kind of personalized tasting preferences. And then if you sign up for the Ballotpedia Coffee Club... You along with that coffee, you will get monthly information that is pertinent to what's going on. So again, last month, it was specialty elections, and we're going to be talking about our special elections. And in the future, we're going to be talking about a lot of really other important things that you'll be hearing on the news and maybe not know what that actually means.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And I just, oh, I just want to give a a plug within a plug that I've really enjoyed the getting the coffee every month like you said it's always fun to get a subscription box and just surprise here's your coffee and maybe dissimilar to other users i like being a surprise so whenever the i get the email saying like this is the next coffee you're getting i always just delete it and i love to just see like what shows up <laughs> um that's <laughs> fantastic <laughs> This is really fun and last month it was a roaster from seattle who i haven't had since i moved away from seattle and so it was like really special to get this, oh, this nice coffee that i used to love yeah
2: That's amazing. That's great that you're able to work with local local coffee brands and and bring that um, bit more personalization into it. And that kind of leads into my question of, you know, have you two been able to discover new favorite coffees? And what do you guys have preferences for, for your coffee? Oh, my gosh.
1: So I, I mean, I have been abroad, as has Kayla. We were abroad most of last year and I just got back to the United States um, in May. So uh, these two only ships within the U.S. So I haven't been able to have our coffee unless I would have my mom sometimes mule it to me um, when she came to visit abroad. But so I have been back and I've been on an absolute coffee tear really enjoying a coffee from Olympia Roasters. They are in Olympia, Washington. They're great. They are direct trade, as are most of our coffee roasters. But what I really like about Olympia is that they have this interesting kind of trademarked program called Fair for All, which goes above any coffee quality standards and ethical and sustainable standards I've ever seen, where it really kind of looks at every single person who touches the coffee That brings it to you and makes it really special and make sure that they have great working conditions, above living wages, sustainable investments in their communities. So I'm really, I mean, the coffee is phenomenal from Olympia Roasters, but I've been really enjoying getting their coffees and understanding how it's supporting the larger coffee economy.
0: Oh, that's great yeah <laughs> wow i really love that re mentioned olympia because they're one of my favorite roasters from seattle so yeah yeah that's so fun mm-hmm. um and i was actually so excited i like uh, <laughs> Re and i even were chatting maybe was it wasn't a month and a half ago two months ago yeah. who knows in this weird in quarantine boise. time mm-hmm. but uh you guys yeah. just started getting coffee from dawson oh, taylor which is one of my favorite roasters out of boise idaho yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Yeah, so it was really cute to see on their Instagram, like, that's the roaster that I always work at whenever I'm in Boise. And so it was really fun to be like, ah, now I can eat their coffee shipped to me from Easto box. How great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, during this quarantine, it's been, I think, uh, a really nice experience for people to be able to kind of, you know, from the comfort of your home air quote, travel to other grocers and cafes and places you can't go, or maybe you haven't lived there, but be able to get a little taste of, you know, wherever your Misto box is from.
2: Mm, That's certainly such a special experience. And I love just how authentic and organic this partnership between Misto box and Ballotpedia is. You're both obviously very passionate about coffee and getting politically involved. And it's great to hear all about the partnership that you two have really built from the ground up. And I'd love to know just what you two are both looking looking forward to in terms of the continuation of this partnership and maybe, you know, just on both of your ends.
0: Yeah, one, of the, one thing that we ha- we've we talked about that I would love to do in the future once in-person events are allowed again <laughs> is we had talked about trying to find a roaster to pair with who would do a special roast mm-hmm. for like for the election day. And maybe it would be a special roast that has extra caffeine in it so that people <laughs> are really jazzed up and excited and make sure that they're up on time to get to the polls. But that, that would be really fun. It would be great to do any kind of in-person event with a roaster that's also really passionate about civic engagement and voter information where we could do sort of a voter registration drive at the same time to make sure that people have all their paperwork and in time. So something something along those lines would be really cool if we can have safe in-person events.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's so much runway with this. Um, you know, we really want to see how how what kind of traction this gets from a subscription standpoint. But what's great about coffee roasters um, and cafes is a lot of a lot of times cafes are the heart of their community. They are the center. It's a community space. It's where people can meet. And well, and not now, but uh, <laughs> it used to be, and hopefully will be again in the future. Just these places, these centers of community. And we have a lot of roasters that are very politically involved in terms of not even necessarily politically involved, but uh, very heavily involved with community organization. And so there are, yeah, definitely, I think sky's the limit in terms of partnering from, you know, a Misto Box perspective but also working with individual roasters on maybe more localized issues.
2: Yeah, that's very exciting. It sounds like there's a lot to look forward to with, you know, the way the current partnership is still getting your monthly coffee subscription and political information and then things to look forward to when fingers crossed hopefully everyone can come together again. So thank you again both for sharing your stories and sharing about this amazing partnership. And the last question that I have for both of you is, you know, the Fox Magazine is all about about inspiration. So who or what inspires you the most?
1: I would say for me, honestly, I've I've been thinking a lot about this because I think that, you know, we're living in a time that is very trying and emotionally wrought. I'm a woman of color. So it's just a hard time to kind of still feel motivated and kind of stay engaged in a lot of things going on. But for me, something that has always been a big motivator is freedom, the ability to kind of have my time be my own. So in a lot of ways, working remotely has really not even just remotely, but location independently has really given me a lot of freedom to live my life on my own time and not necessarily, you know, I think a lot of us for many years I did kind of work for the weekend. And weekend is kind of when your life would happen. But with kind of the freedom to be location independent and have your time truly be your own, it has allowed me to kind of have more latitude, I think, in my day-to-day life and make my life what I'd like to. And once you have that, it has been incredibly inspirational. And since working remotely, I've done some of the most creative work of my career, including this project. Um, So I'm very thankful for that.
0: I would, I would say what, what has been inspiring me as of late have really been our readers. Right now, a lot of people are going through a really tough time, starting from coronavirus until today, and it's, it's a difficult time to be engaged. It takes a lot of mental load for people to continue to, to show up and be involved. And we get several really kind emails every week from new readers who are so excited to have found us, who have felt locked out of the political system or felt like it was unreachable for them. And it's really cool to see them email us. And they're just so excited to be engaged and to be involved in their community in whatever issue is really important to them. And so that's always really inspiring to me to hear from people who felt like they didn't have this power or they weren't in a position where they could do anything or be part of the system or change the system. And it's cool that they feel like they have that now. It just makes me so excited to get to hear from leaders who feel really inspired and feel like they can make a change and take some control. That's great.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. And the work that the two of you are doing is so impactful and so inspiring to many people, you know, as consumers and also as entrepreneurs and people working in companies, you know, realizing that they have the power to make changes even within their own companies that have a widespread effect. So I really appreciate you both again for being on the podcast, sharing your journeys and looking forward to hearing more about what Misto Vox and Ballotpedia do together in the future.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate your time today. This is the Dreaming Bigger podcast, an original production by The Fox magazine. Thank you for tuning in and remember to dream bigger with us.